Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rock League Podcast. Uh, I'm sure my co-hosts are surprised why all of a sudden I have energy, but I feel like it's a cue for me. I'm like a no, it is a cue. It's a cue. One hundred percent. Wabs is here. Welcome back, Wabs. What's up? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah, it's been so long. Uh, also, Tim's here. Hello, Tim. Hello. It's also Yo, it's been, been a while, Tim, right? <laughs> it is, it's been. It's been a few minutes. It's been a few seconds. It's, been it's also been one week. A week. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Tim, I, I interrupted you. Uh, it's also definitely not been a while since I interrupted you. I feel like that's a common occurrence, but uh, there you go. It's been a while um, since people heard it. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, I literally just talked all over him. I have no idea what he said because uh, <laughs> I talked when he talked. So I'm sorry. You guys can you know pause. Actually, okay, random side tangent. I know this is the main show. We're just going to do it. Uh, there was a really great song that I was watching that was part of the show, but it was like not like a song by itself. So it was very hard to le- hear the lyrics. It's like a background music when so- like a person mm. was being introduced. Um, but they were like talking over it. So I don't know what the song is and I haven't been able to find it and it really bugs me. Anyway, uh, we are in the Rocket League show. Um, we do have like a serious topic that Tim and I alluded to last week that we want to talk about. Well, serious. I think it's important. Maybe maybe it's the more correct word. However, before we go into that, I feel like we owe it to our listeners to have some esports talk because there has been Rocket League happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim and Wabs, have you been able to catch either of you uh, any of it? Not recently, actually. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, but then we're I just do gonna know the going on. We are on. just going to run through it uh mm-hmm. right away here um let me check the dates so that we're do we even discuss the eu regional i think we must have right we must have yeah yeah, yeah. team bdsb moist esports yeah, yeah yeah okay we, yes. we talked about that i'm just i'm getting i'm getting up to speed here um real quick in uh oceana we have to mention this um mm-hmm. our uh, our friends the pioneers have secured their spot at worlds right i, I think that yes. was that made official uh, so yes yes in our, in our discord they're talking about it Okay. They definitely made land. I think. I think these here. Let's let's see what the prof or sir prof, as we like to call him now, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. was mentioning in our Discord real quick here in the esports discussions thread. Uh, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, okay, well, chaps, with we win one single. Tice, uh, read it out. Just read the it bottom. Out. Tice Wiggles kind of encapsulated all of it near the bottom. I want to hear uh, it. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, okay. I yes. I'm not going to swear, but uh, there's yes. Let's Go Fam from Prof with Fire. So I, it is confirmed, I believe, okay. uh, that they won. They had to win a single, uh, one single series, and they clinched both London and Dallas. So there you go. It's a confirmed okay. from Prof in our Discord. Yeah, I don't look at official results. I look at, you know, Prof in our Discord. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just talking esports size. That's, a, that's well, how we get our info. But um, it was great that we had insider info. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm just going to throw this out. Our insider insider is saying that some top teams might be moving soon. Mm-hmm. There you go. We also have that. They're players. Um, that's it. I don't. That's all I know. I mm-hmm. I don't know if anything is moving, but I'm just going to you know throw the seat out there so we can all get hyped for the tra- next transfer. Yep. No, the the, <laughs> the thing I wanted to talk about, um, real quick here is the most recent results, um, in the sorry the tournament that happened this weekend. 
uh, where uh, who'd have guessed it? I mean, not no. I think I think it's actually really cool that we're kind of cementing our top top four, I guess, in North America. But yeah, G two uh, taking mm-hmm. it in um, in two series in the finals against Space Station. Uh, Space Station doing quite well. Space Station kind of back on the track a little bit. Base Clan up there as well. Ghost Gaming uh, in in fourth. So I mean, that that's nice because I I think we actually talked about Ghost Gaming kind of. Uh, you know the the the, the trio of Lion Blaze Shock and Hawkser. Are you uh, looking at regional event one or regional event three? Am I missing? Am I on the wrong regional event? Oh I'm my goodness! Going wrong regional. <laughs> Ignore everything I said. <laughs> that was the last oh, regional wait, 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 event. G two didn't win this. G two didn't win this. Or did phase they? won this? Phase won this. Uh, no, regional event two is also <laughs> uh-huh. G two. We're in regional event three. There you go. G2 did not manage. They lost the face. Oh, but guess what? Because I looked at the other ones, I can tell you uh, that Space Station was also in the top four in that previous yeah. one. Uh, the big thing here is actually version one. I was, I was watching some of version one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, no cap. I did actually watch a little bit of version one. I, it was really cool to see that, you know, Tournament was still kicking. Um, v1 is actually one of the best like they're such a good team yeah calm and beast mode is they are such a good team and they, they just they just feel they feel um they feel version two if you catch my trend. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's, it's really cool to see them up there um and then yeah g2 face clan seem to really mm-hmm. be the front two runners now um face finally cool. took a, a series or took a, a tournament right <laughs> yeah so AJ, aj first killer typical the team we thought would be already dominating is finally started <laughs> dominating great yeah um they definitely have the three players that like have the notoriety and experience now where i i just i just want them to start winning everything mm-hmm. um and then you know we can get the face clan banner and, and there you go and phase only one in the the overtime <laughs> of the last ga- of uh, game seven on the second game <laughs> G2 actually almost had this. They were so close to taking Oh, yeah. G2 4-0'd first one and then went to Game mm-hmm. 7. Like, G2. Yeah. I mean, I still would seven think that G2's probably the best team in the region, right? Like, I don't yep. think uh, that's false. Like, they lost in overtime no. in a best of seven. I don't seven. think that's a, a spicy they, take Three right regionals now. in a row, they've been in the final. So, mm-hmm. um, there's no there's no denying that, right? But this, this mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, this, yeah, this pretty much sets us up for... Definitely um, saying top four in Phase G2, V1, and SSG. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Babe. I will say that complexity looking pretty good. I think they actually have a chance for is it made like for the RLCS final or for mm-hmm. Landon? I'm not sure. Um, I do think there's a chance there in turn. Oh, why are you saying Landon? You guys think it's clever? It's not. Please stop. It's what the, um, it's what they're saying on the broadcast. So I'm just following that. <laughs> following the RLCS trends, Lizero. Can I just like <laughs> rename our podcast to like the the ASAP Weekly Cringe Podcast? We're already cringe, but like on top of it, we're covering Rocket League. So when, when like grown men, you know, who have kids, are saying Landon, I just, I, just, I don't know. When Tim uh, starts Tim, saying Tim, sorry, Tim, Tim's here. I've, t- I've stolen your thunder. I've stolen your gimmick. <laughs> look, look. I, I mean, not to say that you guys have done a terrible job at you know monitoring Tim's corner, but back on May eighth, I said, <laughs> "What are some terrible nicknames that you can come up with that are as bad as Land Lucian?" So Landon mm-hmm. is in the Landon. running. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of so, yes. Landon on somewhere, uh, Wabs, what are your final takeaways here for the? Um, uh, yeah, honestly, uh, not really too much. I think it'll, as always, it'll be really interesting to see the uh, the matchups between the regions. Um, I don't really expect FaZe to be doing too much, even though, you know, they very well could. Um, the, the, yeah, they won the thing, but their FaZe. Right. I'm real be... quick going to talk about this because yeah. we have the confirmed five teams right now Now with this for 
uh, uh for the, the lan or for na or do we I don't know if land the major, the major, the London, right? So the, the yes, five, the five teams G two phase V one space station and NV. And I think it's going to be big for NV. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. not having turbo anymore, right? Illusion playing. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that that'll be that'll be definitely one of those things um, uh, where we'll see how it goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, BDS only confirmed any use so far. Pioneers yep. power confirmed from OCE, mm-hmm. and the Falcons, which is Ocalid, Ahmad, and TRK. TRK um, are confirmed for Mina. So there you go. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the teams. And we'll have more info and more esports talk next week. Oh, um, wait. I got, there's a couple oh. of things we've got to say. <sighs> okay, you got to hurry up because, like, Tim, Tim's been holding this in for like two weeks now, I'm, I swear. I'm sorry, but when I'm here, you got to wait. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, one thing to say is um, oh, God, what was that first thing to say? Oh, okay, let's go to the second Sports. thing to say. Um, the, there's a potential tiebreaker for, oh, first thing to say this week, there is no, uh, thing there's CRL. So go and watch that. The CRL finals, the EU and Sam and, uh, I think the APAC is also going to be in two weeks. Um, so if you're like, Hey, the RLCS is playing, that's not RLCS. It's CRL. Go and watch it. Um, cause it's finals and they're still actually really good. Uh, the thing for this though, that I actually do want to say is that Sam uh has a potential tiebreaker coming up they have four main teams that are really competing right now um and these four teams will have all have a potential to make it to the uh rlcs finals but for the specific major um this in two weeks not this weekend in two weeks um when they do their run what there's a potential tiebreaker to happen where if uh either secret or furia get third and either crew or club get first so in any of those things secret or furia getting third and crew or club getting first um then there's a tiebreaker that has to happen between the team that got first and the team that got third all of these teams have been extremely competitive with each other so honestly it's very it's somewhat expected to happen um and the potential is like very strong so I'm I'm excited to see that that coming up. Um, this would probably be the main one to watch if you haven't been keeping track of Sam. Um, they are all four very very good teams that are going to be competing uh, directly against each other for this chance to the London Major, and I think that's one of the bigger ones to to note. There you go. Hmm. Esports corner done um yes. <laughs> <laughs> i i let wabs had his real all right tim um because we we like our last episode um i haven't actually looked at the stats from it but from the actual verbal feedback we get because we don't always get a lot of you know people like actually actively responding to episodes but we got a lot of people really liking the episode and also thank frank for being on so maybe mm-hmm. maybe the secret is frank is the juice do, do you agree with that tim well he can't be any worse than us <laughs> certainly right, better and then, and then and this is the tim i love you know the <laughs> the, the self-deprecation um you know tim, tim's the type of person that's like you know would would uh you know be a broadcast talent you know for 72 pc and their lcs and then and then say oh i'm such a bad you know commentator you know just just keep talking about it um <laughs> not about what you can do it's about who you know <laughs> i mean I, I guess that's not wrong <laughs> Uh, yeah, so t- Tim had proposed to me a topic, and originally we were going to throw on the Rob and Kyle show. By the way, new Rob and Kyle show out if anyone does join the Patreon. Um, 
Also, speaking of which, I, I'm just going to talk to the patrons real quick, or not the not patrons. Um, there, we're talking about like mid roll credit ads that I've been doing, um, mm-hmm. in the main show. Um, and you know, there, there's part of it. It's like, oh, it's like incentive for Patreon and stuff. But I'll I'll, I'll start getting rid of the mid mid roll credits uh, ads if, if people want. I'm not I'm not so tied to uh you know the ten cents that I get from the <laughs> from the ad. To the, a lot of people were saying that it really ruins some conversations mid flow. So I'm gonna keep the ads at the beginning of those shows. So there you go. Um, just, just uh, heads up. Uh, they'll still just be the same the, amount. Just do though, the you know? do the Twitch thing and play eight ads at once at the beginning <laughs> of the show. <laughs> the beginning of the show, just like twenty ads. I could probably do that actually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it devalue the rate, but uh, there you go. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're thinking of having this on the Rob McCall show, but Tim ultimately said, "Well, you know what? This is related to Rocket League um, in in a sense, and even though it's a it's a more important more serious topic um we do have to talk about it so tim i'll let you introduce the topic and then yeah it's it's pretty heavy um but i i do value both of your guys's thoughts and opinions on this and i've formed my opinion pretty rapidly as as i learned about this because it's it, it surrounds the biggest event in rocket league potentially ever that no one knows or cares about um and that's the context I want to frame this in. So oh, the overall context is there is this large charity event called Gamers Without Borders. What it is is this giant event that they're going to hold with uh, EU and North American teams as well as Middle Eastern teams. And it's the event itself. They've already had the qualifications for it, and they're going to actually hold a live event in Saudi Arabia for um for charity 1.5 million dollars is the supposed charity prize pool that they're going to be gaining from this event and it's going to have a two million dollar payout a two million dollar prize pool to be paying out to teams so there's gonna be 12 teams in it total uh top four from na top four from eu and top four of the saudi e-league competition teams and it's a two million dollar payout for a singular event which is insane. That's going to be the largest payout for a single event in Rocket League period, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds like it. Um, so that's the initial context. They've already held, held the qualifications. You, sorry, the charity, uh, so it, it's 1.5 for, for charity as well? Yeah, so 1.5 for charity. Um, and $2 million. And two payout okay. for, and two yeah. million dollar payout prize pool to be paid out to the competing teams. Okay, um, Top four from each region, I think what is, let's see, top four for North America are um, Space Station, Complexity, Almid, and Rogue. Okay. Um, and then top four for NA are Guild, Juicers, SMPR, and what is this, Luminosity? Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. So... That's the initial part here. Um, So I started thinking like, that's a huge event. And Wabs, is this the first you're hearing of it? I'd heard the name, but yes. First you're hearing details essentially, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and they've already played the qualifiers. Qualifiers were last week and they've already played the qualifiers. And in two weeks is when the actual event is going to go on. And so huge event, everything like that. How does nobody know about this? Um, 
and everything. And then that was, that was my first thought. The next thought I had is like Saudi Arabia, like that's interesting. Um, but gamers without borders, I guess makes sense. Right. So it, you know, kind of within the name, but there's also another recent story that I compared it to. So, uh, if you follow anything, you know, comparing to traditional sports, if you follow anything around professional golf, you'll know that, uh, Phil Mickelson and some other big name players, which I'll name in a minute are in the process of starting up this Saudi golf league which is also getting a ton of controversy and it's pretty big name players. If you follow anything with golf historically, Phil Nicholson, probably considered a top five biggest name in golf all time. And, um, they also have players like Gary player, who is a historical golfer, uh, Ricky Fowler, who's a pretty uh, big name, current golfer and some others rumored to be part of it. Ricky Fowler, I think is just rumored Gary player and Phil Nicholson are officially part of it. Um, and they're under a lot of controversy because a few different reasons. They wanted to start this golf league because the PGA tour, which is the traditional golf tour, they feel like aren't giving players enough of opportunity, aren't paying players enough and a lot of different things. So they want to start this other thing to kind of force the PGA tours arm a little bit. And the controversy is around one getting in bed with Saudi, with Saudi Arabia. Like essentially you're, you're attaching yourself to Saudi Arabia and that Saudi Arabia government. And not only is that a controversial aspect from like the human rights aspect of things, but it's also a controversy from the aspect of there's a lot of money laundering that's anticipated to be going along with this PGA tour or this, uh, this golf, the Saudi golf tour. And so that made me start thinking like, man, how is the, how are they getting enough money to pay out these teams? How is this much money going out to this rocket league thing when it doesn't generate that much money by comparison, like psionics, Epic, none of them are paying out teams this much for a singular event. How is this thing paying them out this much? And I started believing, and I hadn't done like an inordinate amount of research, but there's probably some money laundering going along with all of that. And on top of that, you have the human rights aspect of things, which like from the golf standpoint, Phil Mickelson, Gary Player, none of them could really in any kind of way answer like, why are you getting in bed with the with the Saudi government for all of this, starting this league, doing all this different stuff when they treat people this way, all the way up to killing a reporter, a US-based reporter, just for being just for believing something different than that government and being a little bit critical of them literally killed them over it. So it's a heavy topic. And from the place I stand on it, just given all the potential controversy and all of the potential problems that come along with getting in bed with Saudi Arabia for this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if I could stand by any team or psionics or Epic or anything like that for getting in bed with it. The only ones I'm going to generally speaking, give a, give a pass to is going to be the players. Cause players are what 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. They're not, they're not concerning themselves. Like they, they don't know about some of this stuff, but I would expect large organizations with the money and resources of Epic psionics, um, space station rogue. Some of these teams that are making themselves part of it. How are you realistically doing that while knowing what that, country itself 
stands for when it comes to the human rights aspect of things. We were talking a lot on the Robin Kyle show about human rights and how have they evolved over time. And then we come into this over here and it's like, these are actually people being murdered by the government on purpose all the time. And rocket league is getting in bed with it. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to start us off if I can, Tim here. Yep. Um, this, and uh, this is just like, I feel this is now invaded like every part of any viewing experience I have. Um, when it comes to the, like, the, the, like, have you heard the term sports washing uh, no. before, Tim? No. Okay. So this essential idea that the Saudi Arabia government government is sponsoring um, a whole lot of sports teams in the world right now, and the idea is to make Saudi Arabia look good on the world stage, in some respect or another. Um, this is especially true in soccer, football, right? Um, yeah. With a number of, of giant teams that have now been taken over by you know. The, the you know the uh one royal or another right are all related to the government here and and the horrible horrendous things that they do and then on top of it um i've also seen this in pro wrestling right which i also follow um if, if anyone's mm-hmm. listening to the podcast for a while where wwe has a i think 40 million dollar a year deal um which especially if you ever watched the first show they did which was just like a like it was like a two-hour commercial for for you know how great you know, Riyadh yep. is, or, or, you know, how great, how great Saudi Arabia is. Um, yeah, I, I will say that I, you know, um, and it may, maybe, I don't know what, what Wabs' stake will be on this, right? And some people might talk about, okay, well, there's like, you know, you can't, you can't know for certain and stuff like that, right? But I think this is probably one of the most publicized and very clear instances that we know what the government is doing, Right. Um, it's, it's trying to make itself appear better on the world stage and does so through a variety of means by just dumping money on it. And sports is one of the main means that they're doing. It. And, you know, your, your money laundry thing, I haven't really looked into that aspect, so I won't talk about that. Um, but, you know, that entirely could be the case. Um, I think another thing I want to notice is one of the one of the teams that has qualified for this, I'm just looking, is Wolves, right? Um, uh, Wolves Esports, which, which, as you know, there's the... Uh, English Premier League team Wolves as well Wolverhampton mm-hmm. um, so it's just it's just all tied in right uh, where it seems like this is permeating and it seems like these brands don't really have a problem it's like the money's there it's a charity so you know they'll justify it and you know it's tough too right when when so much money is being given to charity right mm-hmm. um, uh, when that part of it um, but you know when you see two million dollars right at this LAN event um, it's very hard, and I'm sure you know the commentators as well, right? Uh, that are here, I'm sure. I'm sure they're they're probably getting a nice paycheck as well. It's really hard to say no, especially for some of them, right? Like I think we forget about this as well, but you know, this is not the most lucrative job uh, in yeah. the world, uh, especially commentators. So it's not that you know I, I can't sit here and and be completely like, okay, I don't understand why you're doing this, right? Um, but this this might be you know there might be certain events that i would probably put my foot down and say no i won't do this event no matter how much money they, they send my, me my way but you know i like all the known commentators are here they're going to be here at the uh at this event so it's, it's really hard you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. especially when you see like your friends doing it as well love friends right your co-commentators doing it as well you're probably like well they're taking it so they don't see how much of a problem and it's a charity event so I mean, I, that's why i don't i don't fault players or 
like individual people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to fault individual people because Mm -hmm. they've like, they're a aren't aware of it because it's just not in their circle. They don't have to be aware of it, but, and they also, but they also have individual bills to pay. It's the organizations that. Okay. So there are two more things. And I mean, I know I don't want, I don't, as much as I don't like him, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, cause too many problems for he who shall not, who shall not be named. Um, but the organizers of this event is ESL, right? And the sponsor is the Saudi Ministry of Sport. And I think nothing is yep. more evident from those two things to understand that this is directly that government. And so, I mean, at this point, for those orgs, specifically esports orgs, um, like you know and and they might justify it by saying like we need the money and i i know people have said that before right like i i remember especially in the early days of esports right there's been some less than shall we say some definitely sketchy money that has come in right but people are like well if i don't do this like you know my whole you know company or my whole you know career or whatever i was doing would go bankrupt right um i think i think esports is a slightly better place but man it is it is definitely there's definitely part of me that's like, uh, you know, this is a line, you know, I, if I could, I wouldn't cross, but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know if Wabs wants to have some take on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just doing a little bit of yes, research. Right yeah, do, yeah. Do you want more time? We can maybe get Tim um, to talk a little bit more. I, no, I, 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 I can give talk. you time. I can talk for a little bit about this. Okay. Um, so I, the, I guess the first thing that I found, and this is probably one of the important ones is that it's not just the, uh, Saudi's, um, it's called MCIT, it's the Ministry of Communication and Information Technology. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, so it it is that as uh, as well as MISK and 966GWB Learn. The MISK is a, um, it's Mohammed bin Salem's foundation, um, essentially. It's his, I guess, uh, nonprofit charity thing that he does, I don't know what he does it for. Um, probably to look better. Him being the, uh, I think the crown prince or potentially mm-hmm. the, the ruler of thing. Um, so it's it's very, very heavily influenced by that and it's clear where the money's coming from. It's coming from the government and it's coming from the, uh, the monarchy. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously going to be very complicated, but I kind of want to also restate the thing of like I, I straight up would not vault individual people here whatsoever um the organizations and organizations including the rosters like you know the gaming organizations anything that's going on um or any larger organization that's that has an input here sure fault them they probably have enough probably maybe they, they need it if they're smaller maybe they don't um but the individual players some of the players are probably there because of contracts. Some of them might be required to go to, the, to it just because you have to. And like you're saying, Tim, um, some of them might just genuinely not know. The same goes for the commentators. Um, but I also do want to say that in our, all of this discussion about Saudi, that's very specifically towards um, the Saudi government and the, the monarchy, um, as opposed to Saudi people, because yes. mm-hmm. that Saudi people have a very different culture than the thing 
um, based on secondhand experiences that I have with people who live or you're, you're, have lived. Yes, your approximation of, of what someone in Saudi Arabia would be like should not be dictated by the, by the government whatsoever. The yeah, It's a completely different set of, of things that are going on. It's like, um, I don't even know if there's a, a fair comparison. Um, but even still, this is still funded by the the minister or by the uh, the monarchy and things like that. So that <laughs> um, is is rough. Um, it being the biggest thing, like biggest prize pool, it, you know, it's ever been seen, makes sense. It doing all of these things, not like the the government specifically doing all of these things to garner approval and be like, hey, on the world stage, we're not that bad. We're doing all this stuff yeah it's doing it for a very clear um purpose but it, it is also still theoretically i guess uh for now a charity thing <laughs> which it, it's it's tough um it's to, definitely tough and, and, yeah, yeah. and i could tell you're kind of like trying to formulate thoughts as it's happening and everything mm-hmm. um and and it goes back to the one of the tim and kyle shows where we were talking about like at what point do you can you remove morality from stuff like sports or things that you enjoy and vice versa? Like it's a huge, heavy, nuanced topic for sure. Uh, and I'm not going to fault anybody individually for not knowing about it because the only reason I even thought about or knew about it was another show I was listening to that was talking about the golf controversy. They didn't mm-hmm. mention Gamers Without Borders, but they're the ones that taught me about the golf controversy. And then all of a sudden I see the gamers without borders and I just like started putting thoughts together on that. And I and was I just think, like, man, this is all, hmm. this is all sketchy to some degree. And, and Tim, I, I appreciate the fact that we brought up on the show. Cause like, that's the least we can do. Like the smallest thing is, mm-hmm. is at least give people a, a hint of like, Hey, you know, here's, here's, here's something you may want to research. Um, I also wonder, and this is, this is another thing that I'm suggesting. Like maybe there's a reason that this isn't publicized as heavily like maybe this is the reason that it feels like we haven't like literally heard of it at all does that make sense the big yeah like it's ima- imagine the biggest charity because... the biggest charity and the biggest bunny prize pool tournament and i'm looking at like the peak viewers right now it's like eight thousand for the qualifier mm-hmm. right um for the most money ever in in rock league and i think there's also a very specific reason that's happening that way so yeah tim i don't know if you want to talk when you don't that. you don't see posts from psionics about it regularly you don't see anything about it in game you know, huge charity event, and, and there's reasons. Yeah, of course, there's going to be reasons and stuff. It's just, it's very, very concerning for me as a fan of the game, a fan of some of the organizations that are um, participating to now be in a position where I have to potentially make a decision. And I don't fault anybody that says, Hey, I'm going to consume this. I'm going to enjoy it or anything like that. But I know for myself, I'm, I'm already not a huge consumer of rocket league esports. but this is definitely one I will, I won't collect the free drops for, I won't give my Twitch viewership and stuff for, yeah, this, this is one event I probably will happily not mention. Um, not, I mean, and there's not any, there's not huge teams directly involved. Like you're not seeing like G2 and stuff isn't in there. I will PDS. say yes. Um, the teams that made it are not the teams that were invited. Those are the ones that made it through the, the thing. There's still four teams from, I'm assuming, multiple different places. Um, possibly four from NA, possibly. Like, there's <coughs> there's 12 TBDs in the uh, mm. thing right now. 
four teams invited directly. So yeah, I mean, there, there could be now teams that specifically are making the decision of, yep, we're going to go. We were invited directly to the space yeah. station. Yeah. Space station and rogue are gone. So uh, uh, yeah, station. but they made it through the, the, they made, through the qualifiers. They, they yeah. made the decision to play in those qualities. So. Yes, they did. And the, I mean, they're all making it, decisions. It's so tough though. Cause I'm looking at this and it's like, so just for the qualifier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the charity prize. Oh, is, I know. It's a quarter it, of a million US dollars for, for space station can give to a charity of their choice. Yeah, right. It was five hundred thousand, I think. Yeah, Oxygen the... Esports, who placed, uh, sorry, who placed fifth and sixth, so that mm-hmm. was fifty grand. They they sent their fifty grand to UNICEF, right? Like, yeah. I think this is this is why this becomes so incredibly difficult because it's like you know the, mm-hmm. the money is is going to be sent to charities, right? So it's it just makes and then this is the point though, right? Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to get on this for a little. I, bit. That's right? exactly this, why they're doing this it. This is yeah. exactly why they're doing it because, mm-hmm. you know. You know they're gonna they're gonna try to essentially say you know don't t- touch us, let us you know spend on charity for people who need it, and you know and argue their way into being a position of you rather have us than not have us, and and mm-hmm. we're better force for the world than not, and this is literally it, right? Yep. We're gonna give you know we're gonna yeah. So the, the whole the whole point of the way it's set up is so that you have to say, well, at least they're doing it for charity, mm-hmm. like. All the other bad stuff. Well, at least they're doing something for charity. At least it's a you know it's a charity thing. It's not a it's not a bad thing. It's a charity thing. Like that's the the whole point. And it's just it's not something that I can with any kind of good conscience, with any limited aspect that I have within Rocket League and esports, be involved with it. I know if it's something I was invited to, and they said, "Hey, Tim, we're gonna pay you twenty thousand dollars to come out and." commentate on some of these games i'd be like you know it, it's a tough decision but i would confidently be able to say that no i'm i'm comfortable not participating in whatever this is and mm-hmm. then they'll, resp- they'll reply well you're a trash commentator anyway but you're um, a trash commentator <laughs> in, t- in tra- uh, tragic twitch uh, fashion no i think i think we're we're all in agreement i i think mm-hmm. this is i'm, I'm gonna mention it here because i think the, the idea of, of understanding how sports washing works and i think it's now esports washing i guess is, is the term we should use here um or, or is it a sport um but you know <laughs> i i think like even to that effect right like at this point like i have tough time with esl events to some respect now but at the same time you know still there's a lot of these companies that are still heavily involved in some of the earlier esports that definitely do struggle and need the money right so it's going to be another thing that i have to contend with with i want to you know watch the starcraft and stuff but yeah um one thing that i want to say and i'm i've been trying to find this the entire time but i haven't actually been able to get a clear answer to uh, to this on the website is i'm pretty sure that gaming without borders gwb is itself a um a thing already created by like and only for saudi stuff um so it's a saudi organization um run probably i'm assuming by the government specifically like the the monarchy um so it's not a thing of like oh it's a a international thing that's like going around the world and being like gaming without borders no it looks like it's very much a specifically saudi um thing that is only ever going to be run there so the uh the the name of it is a little little bit of a lie i'm expecting um not entirely sure about that gonna say it i haven't found an explicit statement for that but um 
based off all of what I've seen, which is pretty much the entire website and all of the things that are written there, it's it's that. Which is well, that's mm. I, I, and just even trying to look up who's running Gamers Without Borders, you're not going to find anything. And um, mm. you know, slight slight adjustment in topic a little bit um, with that. Like I think there's something about the the lack of reporting and journalism and, and not that there would be a ton in, in general, but lack of journalism around stuff like esports. you very rarely know any of the background information going on when you compare it to traditional sports where like, you know, everything about teams, players, everything like that is reported on in such depth. There's very little uh, reporting when it comes to esports or anything involved with it. So you probably won't find anything that gives you real information of, who owns gamers without borders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Officially all that I can see and officially is what's written on the website is just in partnership for gamers without borders in partnership with the, um, MCIT, MISK and 966, all of which are things owned and governed by the, the monarchy. That's so, I mean, like, here's another thing, right? Um, like I'm just seeing, I'm sorry, I'm just reading more into this. this is actually mm-hmm. really interesting, right? No, but like interesting UNICEF, to say, yeah. right? Which is probably considered one of the global, like, mm-hmm. um, one of the most global. recognizable charities, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're tweeting out thanks to Gamers Without Borders participants, um, and ten the ten million dollars going out, right, mm-hmm. in charity. That this is like being tweeted by you know, uh a member of the, the former assistant secretary general of UNICEF, right? Like this is, this is part of it too, right? Like we have something that it's very hard to, to look into the background. I mean, we, we know what it is, but like, you know, I'm just, you, most things you can probably find out really quickly. And yet here it's, you know, it's being tweeted out by very recognizable names that give it, give it legitimacy. And it's all part of this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then again, the money is going there. Right. So where did we, you know, well, it's the same kind of thing that was happening with the uh, the World Cup bids and everything, and when they were going yep. to these different different countries that didn't have a real infrastructure built to support something like this. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, you know, FIFA was like, "Hey, we're going to put the World Cup Qatar, in Qatar," yeah. and it's like, "Oh, how did Qatar win a bid out against places like United States, Brazil, France, all these different countries that want to hold the World Cup and have the infrastructure to hold it?" And it's going to end up Money. in Qatar. Well. Because somebody at FIFA collected several hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's, you know, I just think it's good to be aware of how this, you know, works um, when it comes to supporting or not supporting. That is ultimately your take. Um, mm-hmm. I think when it's a tournament like this, that ultimately I don't think will be too much attention will be paid to it. Like, honestly, right? Um, I, I think, you know, it, here's the question, right? Like, imagine if this tournament right? This sponsored tournament was the RLCS, right? was the main world's land, right? How would we feel about it then? That's also a question um, about, you know, in some ways, the fact that this tournament isn't so visible is probably a good thing, right? Um, and uh, and the fact that we're talking about this, so maybe some of our listeners can understand is a good thing. Um, but, you know, I think when it comes to like the World Cup, right? Or when it comes to like, if, if this was for the RLC, like the Rocket League, you know, world championship, the main tournament was sponsored by 
uh, you know, gaming without borders, I guess, um, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, you know, how would, would we watch it? Right. Like that's a question that we can ask ourselves. It's cause that's, that's the only thing we can do, right. Give our attention, give our eyeballs to it. Yes or no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because of where the money's coming from, they're not actually worried about whether we individually watch it or anything like that. It's, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. you know, me saying like, Oh, I won't watch It's It's not going to, it's it's like somebody saying i'm not going to watch the nfl like i don't yeah. i don't like this one thing that the nfl did i'm not watching them anymore because blah 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 it's like they don't you'll probably keep watching but you're you either know, gonna it's... you're either gonna keep watching or they're gonna gain another viewer somewhere else like yeah, yeah. It, it's not a, a huge a huge stand against the machine that we're taking here but um it's just being able to give people the opportunity to know the information, they can make a decision for themselves and they're not a bad person for consuming and watching it. They're not a good person for choosing not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't, you, you are now armed with the information to decide for yourself what you want to do. Um, and I think that's all we can really do in, in any kind of position that we have is give people the information. And our information is just the beginning. Like I encourage everyone to look more into it. For sure. I would definitely look into other sports as well. Cause I think, I think we're just like a small microcosm. Like esports itself is a small microcosm mm-hmm. of this, right? The fact that like, you know, soccer and, uh, you know, golf, you're saying, and, and, you know, pro wrestling, right. Is, is like so heavily involved in it. Um, maybe looking into all of that. Pro wrestling is the only one that has spun it in a way of like, they acknowledge the problem and, they kind of make the statement as as little as you can actually believe it, but they make the statement of like, yeah, we know there's a problem over there. We know they don't treat, you know, people as well as they could. You know, look at where we started. We couldn't We're even gonna have get, women in. We got two women. To we got wrestle. two women wrestling over there now. We couldn't <laughs> have women now. before, and it's look like at, look at us. Well, I will say, when I, I mean, not like, the same country, you know. but same region of the world. When I was deployed. Uh, in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. wrestling was huge. They didn't mm-hmm. care about men, women, or anything like that. But like every time there was a TV like around, they always had wrestling on. It was huge when I was over there. It's interesting, definitely very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Tim uh, or Wabs, do you have any closing thoughts on this topic? Because I, I know, I've found myself going in circles on this. I think it's I've heavy. said my piece yeah. more than enough. Um, but I, I even say like beyond, like I think I've said all there is I can say right now without doing any further research. So um, yeah, yep. any, anything either of you want to say at the end here? I don't think there's really much left to say. We just kind of have to see how it evolves, see what happens with it. It's very clearly a thing of like trying to garner positive approval worldwide as opposed to doing anything really with it um like the two million dollars is kind of a drop in the bucket considering for them yeah yeah, yeah. it sounds so, crazy but it's like, <laughs> to them, it's like yeah where's where's my you know where's my phone you know like where's yeah which pocket is it in right as, <laughs> so as, it doesn't that it doesn't really that, that was a deep take um for reference uh go to um russell peters <laughs> 10 years ago 15 years ago there Jeez. you go that's an old uh, name there you go. Yeah. Well, it's Canada, so you know. That's so fair. it's a little it's bit fair. of little little bit of notoriety here. So Tim's corner. Uh, uh, you want to yeah. do Tim's corner? We're probably yeah. It's t- yeah. So after that, we're gonna take on the thing that's even more dreadful. Um, <laughs> uh, even I less, go back. I want to go back. Even less now. humane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, score. okay we should probably start from the question you asked on may 1st so this is one month later uh here do you want to read it tim it's a, yeah it's a good question uh 
What should an org's obligation be to its players in order to compete in RLCS? How would those obligations impact non-org teams? And is ensuring competing players are properly compensated worth limiting how players are able to compete? How would you compensate right. okay. for those okay. players? Nice little so four-part question. There's like this effect um, that we have in, in teaching that's called chunking. Uh, so it's where you like break it down and you answer like every little part first and then you go to the whole thing. So let, let's start with what's the what's the first question here? What's an org so what should an org's obligation be to its players in order to compete in RLCS? And what I mean by this is mm-hmm. what is like from a contractual standpoint, what shouldn't what should an org be required to in order to be an organization in RLCS? What should they be required to do for their players? What there should there be the obligation there? I gotta say salary. Yeah. Okay. I think. I mean, I, and without without salary. a specific, do you is there like a minimum you had in mind in general, or I don't know how sports things works, let alone esports <laughs> salaries. So. <laughs> I think we're still at a point like like our, this is the tough thing, right? Because in, in a new model that's so breakaway, it's harder to franchise this. It's hard. It's hard to streamline this thing. Sorry, more specifically, not just franchise, mm-hmm. right? I, I think like I mean, this is the one thing I always think about. Like the one thing about having om- like a set or almost set RLCS, like let's just say it's the same ten teams, right? Is that you could very much implement this a lot easier, right? Let's just say it's or let's just say even there's one person, one or two teams leaving at the bottom tier. You could just say if you're competing in the main RLCS league, this is how much your players have to make minimum, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that would be a lot easier to implement. But the way it works right now, it's like because results literally all that matter and anyone can qualify and all that. Um, this is a lot harder to implement. What would I say? A top what, ten team, shall we say? Tim, is that okay? Can I do a top ten team? Yeah. Like I will say right now there's a difference between top four team and top ten team, but I'll say a top ten team, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think I think we're at a point. I mean, and you know, this is where. I, okay, this is a number I'm going to say, but like the reality is very different because it has to be associated with revenue and income, which is probably not the case in this particular esport as Rock League. Maybe on Epic's end a little more in selling skins, but not in orgs individually. But I, I would like to see a players make a minimum of fifty grand. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I mean, it would all depend, like, like you said, yeah. on the revenue generated. Um, yeah. But I think no matter what, uh, players should have guaranteed contracts because mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's absolutely abhorrent when, when so a player will sign with the team. even if you're not playing that player, until wherever their contract's up, you continue paying whatever was owed every every two weeks or every month or whatever whatever mm-hmm. their agreement yep. is. Yeah. Yep. Because mm-hmm. one, that'll make that that'll require orgs to make decisions before letting go a player like. Okay, we we owe this player fifty thousand dollars for the rest of this year. If we sign a different player in their spot, if we release them and sign a new player, it's more money. Now we owe not that player fifty thousand dollars, and the rich so the rich orgs will pay it, and you know what I mean. And the other ones will have to keep it and honor the contract, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think um, that's good. Yeah, and then you can do like contracts based on like a yearly basis. Like one year contract is the minimum contract. Because signing somebody for a six month contract, um, I think is. It's weird because esports evolves so fast that six months can be a long time. Specifically, Rock League evolves so fast that six months. Yeah, like I think we have to think of six months as a year. I mean, that's why the original RLCS had it right. You know, there should be two world championships a year. (laughs) They actually had it right. No, Uh, but but yeah, but yeah. Anyways, um, so how would those obligations then impact non-org teams? Well, if there isn't an org, right, then the requirement. 
So would what would what would case. what would become of those? Like, would you guys come up with a system that allows those non-org type teams to compete and make a name for themselves, so they can either get picked up or players can get picked yeah, up? Yeah, on the on the assumption that like if you're RLRS in that action. top top tier, right? When you're picked up, like there there is a expected amount of money now that that will be associated with you. Um, if it's not, you'll you'll have to fight for prize money. I mean, there's a real question: Would in this case, like a minimum, like even smaller minimum, be guaranteed by Epic if if someone's placed in a certain way? Like that that could be a thing we could think about. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I swear to you that the new system doesn't allow for this. Like, well, I'm I just think if you go to a, right, mm-hmm. if you go to guaranteed salaries and their larger guaranteed salaries, which I think they should go to, and think yeah. in general, like, I think it's only fair if somebody's going to put in the time that they that their time be compensated appropriately. Um, you would have less when it came down to price pools. But, but at that point, because you're that we're reven- assuming that, that Epic- revenue would be split yeah. now to the teams as a whole to help pay the salaries. Okay. And- well, if, sorry. If, if, if Epic is being the distributor of salaries, then at this point, I want to go directly. To well, the it's players the same, it's to the same thing. The yeah. Well, it's the same thing that you get um, like within the NFL, right? So like ad rev or like league revenue, to a certain degree, like percentage of league revenue is paid out to players and teams and all of that. Um, but if they're, if they would go to salaries, I would, if it's me, I would lower prize pools. There would still be some sort of type of prize pool, but it'd be lower prize pools. You wouldn't get. No, and I think you're right. Cause like everyone does that, right? You, you win us, you know, you win a championship, the money prize pool is, I mean, for some teams, it's a big thing, but for, for other teams, it's like, that's not the important thing. The winning is the important thing, right? Because um, the idea is that the winning is going to bring you fans, which you can generate your team more revenue and so on. Or, or you have, sorry, it's just like going back up and, you know, the, the English Premier League just finished uh, this, this like what, last week, two weeks ago. Um, the, the, where there's like teams that are in like relegation spots and like the difference is like $60 million, whether they stay in the league or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's that's incentive. Uh, I wonder if it would so. give players more opportunity to be themselves rather than having to always be buttoned up. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if players, if they knew they had a guaranteed money and guaranteed contract, would be more well, willing no, because, to have a personality. Yeah, because I mean they yes, unless like that's the thing. It's like they might not get another guaranteed contract, right? Like you still have to. Well, somewhat. performance. If, if they don't perform, they won't get another. Well, no, but contract. on top of that, you have you can't be a low performer contract. and have too much personality. No, <laughs> won't work. Uh, yeah, eventually people. Yeah, you can have more personality as long as you're good enough to back it up, right? Um, but no, I I don't know if this would have any effect on how people behave or not of behave. I mean, there's another argument that it's like if if it's being direct paid from either from you know from Epic up top or from from the org somehow or trickle down, right? I, I I have a theory that this would not make people more willing to say whatever they want. Um, if anything, the fact that there's a guarantee, you know, certain amount of money that's more than what they were making before, might ma- mean they button up more. But that's mm-hmm. that's just speculation on my part. It's a fair on, fair theory. It, it depends. It depends on how much they push individual player power. Because mm, like would, the NBA yeah. versus the NFL, player power is so much different. Well, it's a good thing that we're still like in the two three rule, right? Is that is that not? What do you mean? Or is that gone completely? Am, am I just making stuff? Oh, like you have to maintain gone? two players. No, but it doesn't matter now, does it? You just have to qualify, right? Like, anyway, I don't know. 
That's why there's transfer windows. Any any other yeah. additional thoughts there, Wabs? We can, oh yeah. Not mm, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I think the only real op- obligation that for or like that how it would impact a non-org team is that if it's from the teams, then it's pretty much in the same spot where it's like, no, there's no salary there. So the it's still gonna be out of pocket to get to any tournaments. It's still gonna be like, no, we're doing this through our own we're doing this for the winnings, like all that stuff. The only way to guarantee it would be like you've been talking about through like Epic doing it through the like league. Like revenue sharing. Yeah. Which you could argue, I wouldn't take it, but there's like an argument to be made that that is the lower end of the prize pool. Technically. <laughs> it probably is the lower end for the top teams, right? But it all depends on by instituting a minimum salary it doesn't prevent the maximum salary players, right? So like the yeah, G2s yeah. of the world can still have three players that they all pay $100,000 a piece a year. Uh, they don't have to win three tournaments in order to make that $100,000. Um, and yeah, so like you have different ways you can go about it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it, w- it would be kind of like baseball where the rich teams get all the players and then the poor teams don't get as yeah, many but players but rocket league is kind of an interesting thing enough that any player can work <laughs> any player can yeah, we have, good we have overnight. like 300 players that yeah could choose from and mix and match and probably work it out you know mm-hmm. all right what next i would say do you want one more question zero i was gonna say yeah yeah we did tim's corner one question uh, tim you hit us with a that was a whole episode <laughs> no um can i delete this one is, is it... yeah, yeah yeah that's fair yeah uh yeah choose one of the 20 you have in a row right, <laughs> oh make me choose okay um which one's your favorite <laughs> they're all my favorite they're like my children <laughs> um okay so all right well i'm gonna ask well actually can I, can I say this okay no i actually have yeah. one i want to i want to talk about um what do you think is an effective way for a team to scout and sign sign players slash content creators is how Ghost did it the most effective, or are they just farming impressions? Is that Ghost, or are we thinking a space station? No, Ghost did it back in May, and that's what prompted yeah. the question of, they were like, who should we sign for? I don't know which <laughs> roster. It's like, who should we sign? And um, I just don't know what the what's the manner in which teams currently really scout players or pay any kind of attention, because before it was like RLRS type of teams, like that was generally like how they scouted and stuff before um, with six man's also being part of it and everything. But like now you just see so many teams are like, who should we sign to be on our blah, blah, blah team. Okay. For for the main roster teams, I'm going to be honest, like with the amount of qualifiers that they play now, a lot of the teams can probably see a lot of standout players. And -hmm. then if they find, they can get like in contact that way. Um, I think, I think that's the kind of cool thing is like, you'll actually play these teams. And then if someone stands out, you can start thinking, okay, maybe we want to start talking to them. Um, and seeing them if we want to want to get them right like I, I think in some ways that interaction is actually probably more popularized um because of the amount of qualifiers that these teams like the top teams play against teams that are you know bubble teams shall we say so I, I don't think that's actually as bad maybe the community doesn't see it but i think a lot of the players will be able to see it mm-hmm. um you know prof can yell at me if i'm wrong on this one but that's that's my theory on that one as for content creators man uh yeah i'm gonna be honest like, I I just think 
I should not say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> uh, what is the value you're going to get from getting content creators that aren't already like, <laughs> like, well, like what? Like I, I, I literally, you know, I, I know a space station went on that big thing where they like signed a bunch of content creators and like they made, they became a little more popular, shall we say. Right. But like, is there actually like, unless you're literally an unknown org, is there any reason to si- sign content creators to your contract? Other than oh, th- we think they're cool, so we're assigned them. Like, like I, I, I think unless Rock you League sign League... a major content creator, unless you sign a Sunless Wait, but that, or a that's Musty, my point. What's the point is that once you sign a major content creator, the money that you're giving up to sign that creator because they're a major content mm-hmm. creator, they're probably making enough money, right? You're signing a Sunless Connor, you're signing, uh, I don't know, uh, the Rizzo, the Athena, whatever the Rizzo, else. the whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like once you're once you're signing them at that point, you're probably offering them more money than you're gonna get back, and the idea is that their name is going to be synonymous with your brand but the reality is that their brand is stronger than your brand if you're signing them in most cases um Mm -hmm. and so you're the one benefiting from their brand but ultimately what happens is after the course of a year of a contract um let's just say it's a contract right it's it's your content creator contract what's going to happen all right that they're going to disappear from your brand and i highly doubt like maybe a couple more people will shield for you in the rlcs but apart from that like you're not getting much okay like you're you know, do you think that Rocket League in itself just doesn't lend itself to endorsement type of partnerships where like maybe an, a, a game with an older demographic might? Because um, I think that that's also part of the issue when it comes down to Rocket League for some things is the demographic on general for a fan base might be a significant chunk lower. So they're not going to have like I'm trying to think of compare this to when a company like a, just a normal capitalist company um, takes on a celebrity endorsement. Mm -hmm. They have Tom Brady do their, you know, whatever endorsement and everything. Are they getting the return? Like when subway signs, Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley, Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Shaq, and all of them, um, are they getting the money return? Are people now like, I'm going to go to subway because of (laughs) Tom Brady Mm -hmm. or are they like, yeah, so I, I okay. So I, 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 I you've rephrased it. Can, can I? Oh okay, yeah, Do you want to go? I, I have okay. something, but but do you okay. want to go? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I've been thinking about this since Nick brought up that thing of like, oh, our you know our LCS Rocket League doesn't have the conversion rate, um, which was like way back when, probably like a month, two months ago. Um, and if we consider Rocket League uh, average age to be like what, let's say sixteen to be a uh, in a pretty average viewer, something like that. Um, any company that is going to be doing this, first off, advertisements are and sponsorships are how people get money that it goes for organizations as well. They're doing it through adver- advertisers. They're doing it through all of yep. this stuff. They're not making money through their players. They're not like they lose money on players every time. They lose money on content creators. That is just a fact. Oh wow, you made me think of something good. But keep going. Okay. Um. So that just is is true. Like they do in no matter what esport it is. Maybe the old Fortnite ter- tournaments or like your one-off pe- person who uh, you sign who really does make money. Sure, but on average, you're going to be losing um, as an organization. You will make money on your adver- advertisements, and the thing with advertisements is that there are multiple ways that advertisements do things, and they do things for very specific reasons. If you are advertising for a game like Dota, maybe where your average age is probably I don't know, like 25 to 32, something like that. Like you're in your slightly older, uh, late 20s, might have a little bit of 
um, free money to, to spend things on. Um, then you want them to just buy the things that you're advertising to them. But for Rocket League and for, I guess, somewhat similar games like Fortnite, you're not advertising to the person to buy the thing right now. You're advertising mm. so that you can very specifically get um, a, a positive reaction out of that person and have brands recognition in them. You're, you're advertising to children. And you want to make yourself more mainstream for the kids. Yes. And you're feel. doing this as a very long-term investment where like, think about McDonald's advertising to kids. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's a kind of different thing, but in their earlier, earlier bits, they were advertising to kids specifically to have that thing of, Oh, McDonald's makes me happy one year older. And you have that, that money available with you when you have all, all that stuff. Um, and you can actually spend money. So it's a long-term investment for the, the advertiser um, where it's, brand interest, brand recognition, um, that connection in a way with the the thing, because you just see it enough and you're like, oh, you know, Oreos are better than this ra- random off-brand thing. Why? Because you know the name Oreos. How do you know the name Oreos? Because you've had that drilled into your mind constantly ever since you were a child. And okay. I've- yeah, but have you tried an Oreo versus store brand Oreo? Is definitely some better. store brand Oreos aren't bad. You all right, have to find all right, them, but... all right. Well, before I derail, before I derail my thought here, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I thought of immediately in Rocket League, and and you've brought it brought it back here, um, is that the reality is right that brand recognition only works in long term play, mm-hmm. and my feeling about Rocket League teams is either either they're not gonna be around in two years. Mm-hmm. And so that long team play doesn't make any sense. And so you're going to get this player and you're going to be hyped up. And then you know, two years down the line, your team's going to disband. Or you already have a brand that's big enough that you don't necessarily need those extra content creators. Like your brand's already at that level. Or your players and your team is already at that level that you don't need those extra content creators. Now, okay, that was my initial thought. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when you were talking, I was also thinking about this. And this, this might be the case. Like the reality is in Rocket League, if you have a sunless con on your team, perhaps you might be able to sell to advertisers better than mm-hmm. if you did not have. That was the one thing that I was thinking about as you were talking is that the one thing I didn't think about is like perhaps having the only like, you know, the squishy or the whatever um, might be, you know, something that helps you sell advertising yeah. or, or helps you get a brand deal. Right. It helps you become the general energy instead of energy. You know, mm-hmm. perhaps that's the case. Then, though, thinking back to what Relentless was saying, I think, I think, like, you know, if the teams have enough money to, like, get a big content creator, like, they should just get a, like, a, you know, a B-list celebrity instead. <laughs> 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 just associate, just have advertisers with them, and that could maybe prove the same effectiveness, but I, I, uh, yeah, I'll end there. Wabs, what did you want to say? Um, where was it? I'm trying to dig that thought back out. Um, Losing money on losing money on uh, organizations, losing money on uh, content creators. Um, So with that specifically, like, yes, it is the short term investment, but you again are probably more actively advertising to a younger audience. Let's take Rizzo. Um, Honestly, his average is probably between 13 and 15. It, it might actually be lower than uh, the average age of Rocket League viewers, or it might be lower than that, just because he's somebody who's fun, who's loud, who would probably have that type of thing. It's like, you know, XUC-esque. 
um, but not nearly to that extent. Like that's kind of insulting, and I understand. But um, <laughs> I know XQC is going to be so mad. Right. <laughs> Sorry, he I listens to, to I us. To. You set me up. You set me up so well there. All right. Well, um, so having that is um, you're doing that, and you're like advertising him as moist or as G two for the specific reason that now that content creator was this when you were 11. What that means is that, like, think about what team you like uh, as an adult right now to be adults in football or in basketball. Moist isn't in around in five years. Moist isn't Sorry. around in five years. You're right. But G2, sure. Um, G2, sure. But, <laughs> but the lifelong fans that you have are there because you were a fan when you were 11, because you happen yeah, to yeah, see yeah. it, right? You happen nostalgia, to see one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad might have done it. That your one of your favorite people might have said something about them. It's Listen, I watched. Because... I watched mm-hmm. uh, uh, to this point. I was, who was it now? <laughs> Wait, I, maybe I forgot their names. No, the one Starcraft game that always sticks into my mind is like, oh, this was like the greatest game ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Nesty against MVP, and like that were Starcraft Two is like the best Starcraft Two series of all time, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like five years later, I'm like, oh, it was possibly match fixed um, because <laughs> they were on the same team. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I remember that game. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's a very strong emotion that I feel because yeah. that was really the first game that got me into StarCraft. So I could see, you know, if, if one of the first people like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that got gets you into a game, your content creator, you relate to them and then they join a brand and that whole association will be nostalgic as long as that mm-hmm. brand's around in a couple of years. Um, and I guess this is true to my day. Like, I'll, I'll cheer, cheer for evil geniuses in random esports just because yep. of the fact that a bunch of my, you know, favorite content creators back in StarCraft 2 were part of evil, like evil geniuses. Yep. So yeah, I, I get your point stands there for me. That's oh, that's actually. I wonder the, the, if. Uh, I wonder if. Um, well, and I don't wonder. I know. <laughs> SSG and NRG are vastly underutilizing Sunless and Musty. Yeah. So oh, vastly, because yeah. like, 100%. imagine if you had like, Sunless is in Austin, Texas, right? Ton of people there. Imagine if you had like an event, and you're like, and you had Sunless promoting it, and you're like, hey, we're gonna have an SSG event in Austin, Texas, and it's like available to a thousand people total, and they have to buy tickets and stuff to this thing. Tickets aren't maybe not, aren't that expensive, but then you also have your players as part of it. So you may not have your Rocket League roster, but now you have all your also your Fortnite roster or your CS:GO mm-hmm. roster there as well. And now you're taking those Rocket League people and maybe you're streaming this event to some degree. And you're taking those Rocket League people and now making them CS:GO fans. Now they're mm-hmm. buying merch and stuff because now yep. they have more than one team. They are so underutilizing, especially somebody like musty's fan base because i would say musty's probably the only one out of all the signings including sunless that is in any way gonna pay off for the organization yeah they need to slap their biggest faces onto all other things mm-hmm. and yeah promote they their version sh- like at land events like honestly though yes. they should be working full-time jobs at land events they yeah, should they just need be to be selling like, musty. oh me agree it's like no this is the, you know, this is the, you know, sunless con glasses, all right? Like, this is yeah. the shades <laughs> that you got to wear, right? Like, they need full branding. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Yeah, so. and this is exactly what I was going to say um, after the Zeros thing as well. Like, you're, you're perfectly online with that. The thing with Rocket League is that the reason that we have so many large organizations or just, like, the random homegrown ones is because then it's the cross-game organizations. I yeah. still like C9. Why? Because I like Mango. That's it. 
I like C9 because I like Mango. So I watch C9 I, in everything, including League when that's on, when it's like, hey, a League game with C9. Yeah. Damn, I'm cheering I like that. C9. I like high reverse, you know, sweeping. Do you still like C9 even though Coach Tacular is now coaching for the C9 training grounds? <sighs> Maybe not. That might do it. I still like Team Liquid. <laughs> they don't really... <laughs> I mean, honestly, going back to our earlier conversation, that might you know, be a reason that I just have to tune out from C9 and never watch them again. Yeah. That is the moral uh, epicenter. Uh, That's the effect of a content creator right there. If he can yeah, yeah, make yeah. me not. <laughs> not do something. <laughs> then someone so else anything, can make If me. you want people, if you want a certain type of people to not watch your content, <laughs> there you go. All right. I think with that, we're going to close with the show. That question is answered. So we'll leave. Thank you very much once again, Tim, for being our producer. Um, <laughs> Uh, I produced the whole episode today. All right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I had you on two weeks, yeah, but now we now we need you like away for like you know what I mean. Get me away from enough, my, so you're special. I'm just again. gonna post a bunch more questions and stuff. Really prepare myself, and it's be fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, more important topics, you know. I, I but I think it was worth discussing. I think Tim was a little apprehensive to talk about it first, but I was definitely down to do it just because I've it's been in my zeitgeist for for the last like two months three months maybe even half a year um it just feels like it's penetrating everything like our main topic today so mm-hmm. um thank you very much for bringing it up I, I i did want to talk about it a little bit um special thanks as well to our patrons and special shout outs to roll call to your patrons of awesomeness see the bass paint old moose clorox Raz, and space bear y'all are awesome and uh yeah um from all of us here from tim from myself from webs i hope all of you have a great week your homework should you choose to accept it um, is to be present uh, when you're talking to someone and not not be off thinking about other things, but just just everything you do in the day, try to be as present as you can. Not all the time, maybe you need time to recharge, but but the times that you are with people specifically, uh, especially people you care about, to be present and and be there and listening and just enjoying it, not not overthinking too much. That's uh, that's your Wait, work for the week. What'd you say? I wasn't uh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next week. Peace. (laughs) Bye. Bye.